What's up, my Housewives Relatable listeners? It's your girl, Stella, coming to you once again to talk about it all. Hi, guys. I hope everyone is doing well. Today, we have an update on the legal case between Louis Ruelas and Vanessa Riser. There's also a fake story circulating involving a certain house husband. I'll tell you what I know. And we're going to discuss Danielle Cabral finale debacle. So we're going to dive right into it. Rumor about a certain house husband that was implicated in some sort of altercation with production. And uh, the implication was that that particular house husband was under the influence of illicit drugs. So... I'm just going to let you know what I know about all of this. So over the weekend, I came across a post on Twitter and then I reached out to uh, my contact, one of my contacts, just to ask, is there any truth to this story? And the person did not know anything about this story and promised to get back to me. 24 hours later, the person got back to me and said that it was true and that the person was John Fuda. Now, I was a little bit surprised because aside from that post that I came across on Twitter, not even from a person, but one of those fan accounts on Twitter, I had not heard anything about that story. So I just decided to sit on it for a little bit. Then uh, later on, Kim D was doing a live, like a quick live video or an Instagram story because, you know, she was prepping for her fashion show or something like that. So then at the end of um, her Instagram story, Kim D said, I'm getting a lot of DMs from a lot of people asking me if the story about John Fuda is true. It is not true. It's a bunch of baloney. And then she said, not only John Fuda did not do such thing, um, it's not even a real story to begin with. Okay, so people don't believe what you hear. It's not true. It's, a, it's fake. So then I went back to my contact and asked her, asked the person, hey, what is going on? You said it was true. Kim D says it's not. What's the real story here? So then the person came back to me and said that it was, in fact, a planted story, that it was fake, and it seems that it's just something that was initiated by one of those fan accounts to try to make John Fuda look bad. So I was just like, okay, but 24 hours earlier, you said it was true. Now you're telling me it's not. I need I need a couple more people to confirm that it's not, to believe that it's not, right? So, so far we have Kim D, and I need two more sources, according to my standard, my standards. That's what I prefer to do. So at that point, I decided to reach out, not to an influencer account, but um, to people that are close to the cast members, And uh, it was confirmed to me that the story was not true, that it did not happen, that John Fuda did not happen, uh, did not do these things, uh, nor did any house husbands, right? So at that point, I believe that it was a fake story and that it was just planted maybe for someone to um, pick it up and talk about it and run with the story, right? So now... Another thing that I wanted to say when it comes to that, because aside from that post that I came across on Twitter, um, no one has really talked about it. You know, no one has really talked about the story. I know I've seen some things on YouTube that people would talk and do like podcasts about the whole thing. But so far, it was only just one person. And to tell you the truth, we know that John Fuda Um, There's a lot of other bloggers and podcasters and YouTubers that do not like John Fuda. So if there was any legs to that story, I'm pretty sure you can bet your bottom dollar that these podcasters or accounts would have talked about it by now. They would have said, John Fuda did this, John Fuda did that, right? So the fact that they have remained completely silent, and I don't care if the event happened off camera, if there was any validity to that story, I I think that those people would have picked it up and talked about it quite extensively. And the fact that they have not tells me that it's probably not true. So don't believe everything that you hear, guys. Um, For my part, I think that it's not true. I got it confirmed. I have three people saying the exact same story. 
So at this point, it's a nothing burger. It's not true. Okay guys, by now I'm sure that you have all read the article from page six, uh, basically confirming the update in Louis Ruelas and Vanessa Reiser's uh, legal case when it comes to the restraining order. So I'm just gonna read uh, a small portion of the article that came out in page six. So in essence, the court held by the filing of the restraining order was akin to a publicity stunt. Laraca, who is Louis's um, lawyer, said that Louis was completely vindicated today and looks forward to putting this all behind him. We'll get back to that in a moment, guys, the completely vindicated, because uh, I find that that statement right there is a little bit misleading, but we'll get to it later. So uh, the lawyer continues and says, we thank the court for its lengthy, well-reasoned and factually supported opinion. And then we have uh, Vanessa Reiser's attorney, which is Doug Anton. And of course, everyone is talking about Doug uh, representing R. Kelly and losing R. Kelly's case. Um, at this point in time, obviously, he is a criminal lawyer and he has represented many people. Um, Kim D is also a friend of uh, Doug Anton. And I believe she is the one, not I believe, I know that she is the one that referred him to Vanessa Reiser to help with her case. Okay. So, um, and in, in the case of R. Kelly, I just wanted to do a little bit of a sidebar here. Um, Doug Anton actually stepped back, uh, in 2020 from R. Kelly's case. He was no longer an official attorney on record. He was helping a little bit behind the scenes, but he was no longer uh, actively trying his case. So I just thought that I would put that in there. Um, now, when it comes to Doug Anton, he said that, um, meanwhile, um, everyone is, is saying that Louis was vindicated, but he also feels like his client, which is Vanessa Reiser, was equally vindicated. So he says, our goal was always her protection by exposing the truth about Louis's offensive conduct. And then he says, indeed, for her protection, we were obsessed. Um, basically, he is uh, back uh, piggybacking off of the comments made by the judge because the judge apparently said, to Vanessa that she was obsessed with Louis and obsessed with his family. So Vanessa's attorney said, yes, we were obsessed for her own good, for her own protection, with proving that Louis did this invasive thing so that he never does it again. And then he continues and says, Vanessa feels completely vindicated and now protected by having outing him for his offensive conduct. And I think I understand what he means by that. Um, whether she, you know, whether she won the case or not, at the end of the day, there will be forever a public record of this, right? Um, somewhere in the annals of the court. So by that, he's probably saying that, yes, you know what, even though, um, the judgment was not rendered in our favor, we are still happy with the result because we were still able to expose Louis's behavior um, when it comes to Vanessa Reiser, right? So for those of you that are not familiar with what transpired, just a brief recap here. Uh, at some point in time, you know, Vanessa is a therapist and she spe specializes in narcissist, uh, narcissistic abuse. And then at some point in time, um, there was like a female client that came up to her and started like, asking her and probing about very personal questions about Vanessa's like a abuser and she's like oh you know what about your abuser was he like this was he like that like do you still love him um if he was to break up with Teresa, would you take him back that kind of stuff right and then eventually down the line i guess um vanessa or her firm went to take or collect a payment from that patient and the credit card 
bounce like I don't know if it was a check or a credit card but it was declined so then Vanessa looked into it a little bit more and they were able to tie that particular person to the people of Bodito who was extensively mentioned on the show for being um, friendly or a friend a good friend of Louis and also his private investigator so um, there's something very interesting here about Bodito in the article from page six. It says, Vanessa Reiser, who dated Louis from 2018 to 2020, just before he married the real housewife of New Jersey star Teresa Judice, claimed earlier this year that businessmen hired, the businessman, which is Louis, hired a private investigator um, to spy on her at work. And then the name of Bodito um, comes into play in all of that, right? So then it says here that Bodito um, previously denied to page six. And I think there was even a video, an audio of him saying, I never looked into any of the cast members. If you guys remember at the end, at the finale, Louis says Bodito has information on every single one of you and then Bodito got upset because he was like hey why are you like using my name for that kind of stuff I never looked into any housewife right and then Bo said um, to page six that he never ever looked into the cast he denies that and he's being very adamant about that however when page six asked Bodito um, if he had looked uh, into Vanessa Reiser, Bo Deedle declined to comment, okay, which is pretty telling, and I will tell you why, just in case we are having a little bit of um, uh, amnesia when it comes to that whole thing. It's been going on for quite some time. So um, a few months ago, Bo Deedle did an interview with David Yontev on Behind the Velvet Rope, the interview the interview is available on YouTube um, and at some point in time I can't remember which episode it was because you know he releases them in section so <clears throat> I, I can't remember which clip it was but I'm pretty sure it's still available on YouTube and Bodido says well David asked him the question like you know have you looked into the cast and all of that and Bo says no I've, ne I've never looked into any of the housewives around that kind of time Louis has never hired me to do any of that dirty work but he was also um, saying to David I'm not gonna tell you that I have never investigated anyone else for Louis that I have not conducted any other investigations for Louis I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that I haven't looked into housewives, right? And he kept on saying that all like over and over again. He says, I'm not saying that I have not been hired for other cases for Louis. He did say that during that interview with David Yontef. And um, also at the reunion, I believe it was part three. Um, I'm not sure if it's part of the extended version on Peacock or if it was just in the normal excerpts. But anyways, um, at some point in time, Louis even says to Andy that he has hired Bodido um, to look into a person that was um, harassing his life. That's actually the term that he used at the, re at the reunion. And then when Andy asked him who that person was, he said that um, it was his ex. I believe him and Teresa said it together that it was his ex and they even added that the ex was in contact with Margaret. So those are not my words. Those are the words from Louis and Teresa at the reunion um, last, last season. <clears throat> okay, so they admitted that they have enlisted the services of Bo Deedle to look into a person that was harassing their lives and that person was Louis' ex, fiance. And then when Bo Deal went on David Yontef's podcast, he also said, um, you know, on multiple occasions that he had not looked into the housewives. However, he, he cannot say that he was never hired to complete an investigation on other people for Louis Ruelas.
So when it comes to this whole thing, uh, to tell you the truth, guys, uh, I was listening to another podcast all about their truth. And obviously we know they are huge supporters of Teresa and Louis. And, um, you know, they write very hard for that camp, which is fine. That's their opinion. Um, they were obviously very thrilled that Louis was vindicated in his case against uh, Vanessa Riser. And at this point, everyone is entitled to their own own opinion for my part the only thing that i found was a little bit um not off-putting yeah maybe a little bit or unfair and i understand that a lot of people are not fans of vanessa riser and i'm not saying that they need to be however i think it is a little bit unfair to just minimize her story and just say that all of these things that she has experienced with louis were not true and that she's crazy and she's a psycho and all of that stuff and before they even had the podcast um regarding vanessa riser i had already discussed that um at the beginning of 2022 um because I came across some legal documents and I've said it to you guys, my listeners. I said, listen, I know Louis has a very dark past and I still believe that he has a very dark past. However, there are things in this court documents that Vanessa has done as well that were not like very good either, that were also dark, right? And I'm not going to go about what she did and what he did and all of that because i think i feel like all of it has been said and done already um my my only point was that they have both done stuff to each other at some point in time that myself as an outsider looking in i felt like they were both toxic to each other and i think that that's maybe one of the things that louis said that was true on the show when andy asked him that question he said we were both toxic to each other and i believe that i believe that vanessa did some things and i believe that louis did some things too and you know it was just like maybe they were infatuated with each other and when they loved they loved big and when they hated they hated big and there was a whole bunch of crazy things that happened in that relationship right and it's all in court documents however i do believe that it is unfair to just label vanessa as crazy and say that and minimize her experience as a woman as if um, none of that took place because you know when I hear women say well you know Louis when he loves he loves big I would love for my husband to do these things for me you know to have a big old scroll with like everything that you know tell me how wonderful and marvelous that I am and buy me this and fly me over there to Switzerland or to Mexico next week like men should step up their game and do that kind of stuff okay that's fine you know what I mean if that's what you want in life that's fine and there's nothing wrong with that but what I'm saying is I don't think it's fair to just say that Louis is that kind of man that when he loves you he loves you so much without talking about the other side because maybe when he loves you he loves you so much but maybe when he is not happy with you he shows it in a very destructive way as well right and it's unfair to not talk about that as well if you're gonna go and talk about what Vanessa has done in the relationship you also need to talk about what Louis has done in the relationship um, you know in court documents there are extra excerpts where it says that you know louis has um abandoned vanessa at some point in time uh in a different uh in a different state and sh shut shut off all of her credit cards and left her stranded and there were other reports that he did the same thing to other girlfriends or fiancés so there's a little bit of a pattern there so maybe when louis gets angry he gets a little bit revengeful or vindictive or bitter and then he does he tends to do things that are a little destructive now we're just talking about the the restraining order here but louis was in court all of last year or the year before that and uh, that was even before the restraining order thing came about and he had to admit to some pretty ugly things in court so that's why i don't always you know we need to tread lightly when people say totally fully vindicated maybe when it comes to 
the whole restraining order aspect of it all, then yes, maybe. But when it comes to his entire history with Vanessa Riser, I wouldn't say that that was a total vindication. I just thought I would say that. That's something. Um, someone took a screenshot and sent me a comment that someone made um, when it comes to Vanessa Riser. I'm not gonna read the comment and I'm not gonna name the person, but let's just say that the comment was not favorable towards Vanessa. So the reason why the person sent me that comment was because Kim D appeared to have liked it. So uh, I just wanted to give my opinion when it comes to that. I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate here. Um, and um, the reason why this screenshot was taken in the first place was <clears throat> it basically raised the question, are Kim D and Vanessa Riser still friends? Because Kim D have always said in her previous videos when she was on the other podcast with David that her and Vanessa Riser were friends. And just to make a long story short, Kim D has also said on that podcast that she had referred Doug, her attorney, to Vanessa Riser, that her and Vanessa were in contact. I believe that Vanessa was not the only ex girlfriend or ex-fiance that Kim D was in communication with. I believe there were other ones, <clears throat> but for sure she was a friend of Vanessa. Vanessa even walked in Kim D's fashion show back in 2021. So that was just like a brief summary of their relationship history. So um, I believe it came to my attention that last week Kim D talked about um, possibly doing a podcast about um, <clears throat> the whole situation between Louis, the whole legal situation between Louis and Vanessa, and that she was going to, going to be impartial, fair, give her opinion, you know, she's going to speak the truth, right? That's what she said. And she said also that she's going to answer the question uh, if she is still friendly with Vanessa because people are wondering that too. So I don't know if it's just me or if I'm just looking into it a little bit too much, but I was... Um, I was a little surprised that Kim D said friendly instead of friends. That was the first time I heard her say friendly with Vanessa as opposed to me and Vanessa are friends, right? Because I've heard her say multiple times that they were friends or they are friends. And now she said, well, people are wondering, you know, what's the status of our relationship because they knew I was friendly with her. So might be nothing to it, but I'm definitely looking forward to Kim clearing that up. Now, when it comes to that comment, and um, obviously the person is not a fan of Vanessa, and she does not have to be, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. So someone wrote a little bit of a nasty comment about Vanessa, and Kim liked it. Now, um, Kim has um, Patreon. I'm sure there's going to be people that are going to be for Louis. There's other people that are going to be for Vanessa. There's other people that are going to be for Melissa. And other people are going to be for Teresa, right? That's what makes the world go around. So it might just be a case of Kim D wanting to acknowledge the comment and just say, I see you. You're entitled to your opinion. Basically, thank you for commenting. And maybe there's really nothing to it, right? But I could also understand why. A person would be like, well, if Kim is still friends with Vanessa, why would she like a comment that is mean towards Vanessa, right? So that's a valid point too. I'm just saying for my part, I'm not Kim D. For my part, if someone said something that was not favorable towards my friend, I would personally not like it. I would respond to it because I understand you have to engage with your fans, even the ones that agree and the ones that don't, right? But... um. Maybe I would just say something like, you know, Vanessa's a nice girl, for example. She's a nice person. Uh, thanks for commenting. That's your opinion. For my part, I, I like, you know, I, I, I don't see the things that you're saying, but thank you for commenting. Maybe, right? But maybe Kim, she decided to not respond, and that was probably enough for her. And she just said, you know what, I'm just going to like it to acknowledge that person's comment but I'm not gonna comment further on it. That's a possibility too, right? So let me know guys what you think in the comments. Like should podcasters, bloggers, should we interact with you guys? Should we respond to every single comment? What's your opinion when it comes to it? I think that's um, 
that's a good little thing to discuss because sometimes people they come under your comments on youtube and they don't agree with you should we engage with them like should we not respond to them should we like it not like it how is it perceived i would be interested in finding that out but when it comes to just to go back on the subject of vanessa riser when it comes to vanessa um perception or feelings or sentiment towards Kim D. I can just let you know that um, from what I've seen, a lot of respect there, a lot of love. Uh, Vanessa considers Kim a friend. Um, she will always respect her and she will always be loyal to her because uh, she was there at a time and a place where, where when Vanessa was not feeling her best and uh, Kim was a, a big support for Vanessa at that point. So I can just assure you that on Vanessa's side of things, um, she has nothing but love for Kim D. And I thought I would share that with you guys. For showing up tonight for me and for this great cause. I love you all. Thank you and have a great time tonight. Cheers! Cheers! Are you ready for the Hell's Rise? 
Okay, so what you just heard in this clip was uh, Danielle Cabral 
attending an event or I think she was leading some sort of ch charity event called uh, Party Like a Housewife and uh, you have Danielle Cabral that is leading the event and then she is joined by some of the ladies of the Real Housewives of New Jersey. That event took place approximately like I think it was last year uh, it's been posted on on her YouTube channel the bougie mama six months ago so you have Dolores that was in attendance you have Jen Jennifer Aiden and you have Teresa so Danielle starts and you know she's trying to hype up the crowd you have Jennifer that tries to hype up the crowd you have Dolores that tries to hype up the crowd and Teresa is a little bit more quiet and a little bit more shy in the background but she is on stage so uh, if you were wondering who was on stage, Teresa was there too. And they were joined later on by the house husband. So we're talking about um, Bill Aiden. We're talking about Louis. Uh, Louis. We're talking about, obviously, Nate Cabral, Polly. And then there's also Frank. Um, I'm not sure... I didn't see Brittany, but Frank was on stage at some point in time. So, but Polly was there too. So, anyways, to make a long story short, I just decided to play that little audio clip for you guys because, as you know, there has been some reports um, revolving around the finale of the Real Housewives of New Jersey, where apparently uh, Danielle Cabral tried to recreate that moment where Teresa flipped the table. And then some people are saying a whole bunch of different things that maybe Teresa and Danielle get into it a little bit and T Teresa is completely disgusted by the behavior and then Melissa or someone else says something like well you know what she learned from the best she learned from you and they get into it a little bit according to um, some bloggers or podcasters so Anyways, I just thought that that was interesting to have uh, that little clip played for you guys because as you can see Danielle, uh, based on, off of that clip, it seems like she really wanted this moment. You know, she's been studying Teresa ever since she's been watching the show. Um, she's been studying the show for a long time. Uh, she was probably trying to recreate the exact same storyline that Teresa had. You know, the whole thing with the brother. Um, it's kind of funny because not so long ago, Danielle had a relationship with her brother and then um, when her brother got married, that's when everything went south, according to Danielle. Um, and Teresa said the same thing, you know, she said she was always very close to her brother, Joe. But then as soon as Joe got married, everything started to go wrong. Uh, whether you believe that that's true or not, that's your decision. But that's what Teresa says. So it seemed to me that Danielle kind of came on the show, um, wanting to be the next Teresa. You know, she's fiery, uh, she's loud. However, Teresa, Teresa's not really loud, though, I would say. She's loud when she's angry, but she's not, she's mostly quiet, right? Um, but Danielle has, like, this very kind of, like, explosive personality. She's over the top. Um, she is feuding with her brother, and even during that charity event, you know, she wanted to assess a whole bunch of ladies and have them flip a table so they can win some sort of prize or something like that. So I am not surprised. I think Danielle wanted and still wants to be the next Teresa. Let me know in the comment what you guys think when it comes to that. So there's a lot going on right now in the Bravo sphere um, with the rumors now that not the rumor actually it has been confirmed that Ramona Singer will not be attending BravoCon in light of that Vanity Fair article that came out so I'm not really gonna get into all of that here I feel like this conversation is such an important conversation to have and I don't want to um, I don't want it to be taken out of context because that's the problem with the internet now when you have an opinion about something or when you're trying to weigh certain things, uh, people will just take clips or audios or, you know, certain things and piece it together and then construct a, a completely different narrative, which is not something that I'm interested to do in that space when talking about housewife. However, I will say this. Um, 
we know that Ramona is not the most politically correct person. We have seen her act on the show uh, and misbehave, and she has no tact when she speaks. Um, I would say that we have seen her say things that were hurtful to pretty much everyone on the show for um, how many season what seasons was um, New York on with Ramona on it anyways a lot of time over a decade at least so um, we've seen that scene on um, the bridge with Bethany um, I think it was the Bo Brooklyn Bridge where they're walking and then Ramona says to Bethany, you know, you're probably going to end up screwing um, your relationship too because you have no friends, you don't get along with people, you screw up everything around you, and you'll probably, you know, end up screwing that one too, right? And then Bethany starts crying. Um, there's been a lot of things that Ramona has done over the years, even towards Simon. You know, I don't know if you guys remember the good old days with Alex McCord and Simon, and Ramona <clears throat> had a big problem with Simon being there or how in love Alex and Simon were together and she was just like he's you know ruining my vibe I was expecting to just be amongst women now you brought your man there it's not the same and it's like you know she is known to be this non-political non-politically correct person I don't know if you guys remember I can't remember which season it was but you know how um Ramona always had this problem with Heather <clears throat> Heather uh, you know she used to say all the time oh you know I used to work for PDD PDD she used to say that all the time right so Ramona used to have a problem with Heather she used to call her the Joker say I don't like your smile I don't like your nose I don't like anything about you like you're creepy when you're looking at me I don't like it like she would say things like that <laughs> you know and um, Heather she always did a good job at just kind of you know laughing it off and just paying Ramona no mind but I remember this particular scene where um, I think I can't remember what they were celebrating but the ladies and Bethany was still on back then most likely in the earlier season so um, they were at a bar the ladies were at a bar and you know how Heather likes to say mama to everyone she said okay mama okay I'll meet you later mama okay talk to you soon mama hey mama you're fierce okay like you know unleash your um, inner Sasha fierce or like that kind of stuff right so then Ramona went to the bar and she was talking to Bethany and she's just like I'm so sick and tired of Heather always saying mama after everything right and she's like why is she talking to us like that like that's so not sophisticated and she was like going on about that and then she said something like you know she's talking and she's talking to Bethany and she said she's talking she's like oh yeah mama oh yeah why is she trying to talk like she's some black girl from the and but she didn't say black girl fully she was about like you know I'm kind of like saying it more for you guys but I think she went like she's trying to talk like she's some black girl from the from the Bronx or something mama mama and I remember and I don't know if you guys <laughs> caught that but I remember Bethany was drinking um, I don't know what she was drinking probably a skinny girl margarita so she was drinking and she was looking at Ramona with her big eyes and she was like uh, shaking her head and saying like don't go there don't do don't do that Ramona stop stop right now and you you can you can visibly you can actually see Ramona look at Bethany straight in the eyes as Beth Bethany is shaking her head and saying no 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 don't don't go there Ramona don't do it don't say it don't say that like don't 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 and then Ramona starts to backpedal and she's like, you know, she's talking like she's like some, you know, like she's from the Bronx or something like, you know, and, but then she didn't say, um, black or whatever, or, you know, wh whatever she was trying to say at that point, right? She didn't completely finish. So, uh, and not to say that if she would have said the word black, that would have been considered like racist or anything like that. I don't think saying black is racist. If you can't say black anymore, it's like, okay, you know, like, but it's just the context and how she was saying it. And I think maybe, maybe Ramona doesn't see this, but Bethany had her back in that scene because Bethany knew better. She was just like, you know what? If you go there, if you say it like that, Ramona, People are going to eat you up. 
It's not going to be well received. So tread like lightly. Don't say it, you know, because you, you won't have a chance to defend yourself. You know, you're going to put your foot in your mouth. You're going to offend some people like she often does. And then you're going to just like try to get out of it. And people are just going to have that like perception of you that you are this person. Right. And not to say that she is not. I, I don't know a Ramona. I have not spent any time with her from what I have uh, heard is Ramona is not really nice to people or to her fans or we've seen her on the show She's not very nice to the help either, you know um, Whether it's in New York or abroad, right? I find that she is never that um, courteous towards the people that are assisting um, her and she likes to travel but is not necessarily very well traveled and on the show we've seen how she acted before so I think um when you read the article, I think it's really unfortunate that all of these things have happened. And at the same time, when you hear Ramona try to defend herself, she's like, well, that's not how I meant it. You know, I did say this, but that's not what it meant. It's like, I don't know. I, I don't know how she's going to be able to explain herself so long after the incidents took place um and i think it's unfortunate i think it's unfortunate for her i think it's unfortunate for um ebony if she was the one that was um the recipient of those comments um it must have been a very toxic work environment if um those were the things that took place and also the producers you know um also the producers of course like if Ramona said some of those things to the producers I, I don't see how that uh, fosters a very harmonious work environment and uh, I wish everybody can have some peace at this point when it comes to the whole thing and I hope that you know Ramona gets to um, learn from it right because that's that's the thing guys I don't necessarily and I've said this before I don't necessarily believe in canceling everyone like if Ramona said that and a lot of people are saying or a lot of people are confirming that she did um, I understand the public backlash and I understand why people are angry and I understand why people are upset but at the same time I don't want to shut down the conversation completely because I want Ramona to have a chance to um, educate herself on the matter like we have to just if if one thing is we have to recognize that she's um, very ignorant to um, social issues and she may not necessarily have the best way of communicating it and can we try to work a little bit on Ramona with Ramona um, so she can get better maybe but I don't know if this is something that can happen if we completely um, shut down the conversation, cancel her and say, you know what, you made a mistake and then that's it. Um, we want nothing else to do with you, right? So anyways, that's about how much I want to say about that. I've already said too much. I didn't think I would go into it uh, as much as I did. But um, there's another thing that I wanted to talk to you guys about. And I'm just going to leave you on that has to do with uh, there's a video circulating online uh, well it's actually an audio clip it's not a video it's an audio clip and um, I've first seen it on Twitter again fa fan accounts I don't even know which one there's so many of them right now and I, I don't completely understand what the mission is at this point it seems like you know it all started with us watching a show a reality TV show on housewives and we all have our favorites and some that we hate or love to hate, but I never thought that the hate would translate into something that is so toxic, right? I don't know if it's people, I don't know if people don't have anything to do. I don't know if it's because people are bored. I don't know if it's because of the lack of drama going on behind the scenes uh, when it comes to housewives. Uh, I don't know if it's people just trying to create some, some uh, fake news or fake stories to keep their account relevant. But what I've been seeing right now, I think it's really gross, right? Um, so 
And I'm not putting the two in the same category. It seems like in the case of Ramona, it seems like a few incidents took place and there's like a few witnesses and there's like people that can corroborate the story and says, yes, Ramona, you did say that. And, you know, Ramona is known on the show to not remember what she says. It happens all the time. She says something and then someone calls around on it and she's like, did I say that? I don't remember. I don't remember. I'm sorry. That kind of stuff. Right. So the fact that Ramona says she doesn't remember that this took place or, 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 or it took place in that fashion. You know, I take that with a grain of salt because she is known to not remember things when it's con convenient for her. But at least um, in Ramona's case, there is some context, you know, where people are able to give dates, uh, times, situations, who was present, who was not, that kind of stuff, right? So that's why you have to kind of lean towards like, yeah, maybe Ramona, you were being a little bit of a, you know what, when it came to this and that and the other, and maybe you are ignorant or not. Maybe, maybe you are a lot ignorant and maybe you need to be thought certain things. Right. But in the case of what I'm about to talk to you guys about, this has to do with, um, someone is trying to say that Margaret was caught on a tape, uh, talking with another person using a racial slur so um i would say that it's maybe what a 15 seconds audio clip that is circulating on twitter and all over social media people have picked it up now people are talking about it on youtube in their blogs and all of that okay so then First, I have to say, just in case you guys have not listened to it, because it's not always easy to find these things, but I'm just going to be as objective as I can be when it comes to this, guys. I listened to the audio clip, and the conversation starts with this woman saying, racial slur, then there's a picture, she took a picture with the wallpaper, right? The woman who actually says the racial slur does not sound anything like Margaret Joseph, nothing at all, okay? And then this person is saying that to another person and the person who responds to her says, you know, Teresa will take the fall and Joe and Melissa will agree or something like that. And that person who responds that, I guess that person's voice sounds or a little bit like Margaret's voice, but I, I'm still not convinced that it's her. But that voice sounds way more like Margaret than the person who actually says the racial slur, okay? So I don't even understand what the whole thing is all about because at the end of the day, if it was Margaret saying it, then that would be a problem, I'm assuming, but it's not even her voice and it's not even her. It's like you're having a conversation with somebody and the other person says a racial, a racial slur. Are you responsible for what is coming out of someone else's mouth? No. So I don't even believe that that audio clip is real. I believe that it's completely fabricated. And to tell you the truth, I'm not even going to say that um, I know who is on the recording, all, all of that. But that other voice sounds more like an old, bitter ex-friend that's what it sounds like to me like an ex-friend of margaret i'm not saying it's her and i'm not saying that she has anything to do with it i'm just saying the voice uh because i've listened to it a few times it does not remind me of margaret but it did remind me of her ex-friend right that she's no longer friends with and that is not on the show so anyways um and i was very hesitant to um you know, like I was very hesitant to run with it because I was thinking, you know, I don't even want to give it light. Um, I don't even believe the story. So why even talk about it? But sometimes you feel like you need to come out and say these things because there's so many of these fans account that are saying um, so much bullshit, right? Pardon my French, but there's just so much bullshit out there that you feel like if you don't say anything, ever that you're allowing them to win i don't know if you guys understand what i'm saying it's like 
and it's almost like they bank on us not saying anything so they can continue to spew, to spew their venom and their hatred and like we're trying to expose this person i didn't under like i don't understand why it has become a blogger or a podcaster's responsibility or a plight in life to try to expose the real housewives i don't understand what's the agenda here right so anyways and you know that same account was sharing another clip of margaret like at some point in time where margaret was you it was um heard saying like another slur that was not a racial slur but had to do with something else and it's i i, I just don't get it and when you're trying to reason with them the um it's like you're not even talking to a person there's no logic and it's kind of gross at this point i think i had to say that you know whether you like margaret or not that's fine you can say you don't like her you can say you don't like her on the show you can shade her a little bit when it comes to actions that she's taking on the show but to try to go as far as trying to defame her character make her appear to be somebody that she's not and at the end of the day if it was really margaret on that audio clip then you know okay then it would mean that she's wrong but I think it's very irresponsible to just run with things like that and you can't provide context you can't provide time you can't tell me who she's speaking to you can you can't tell me where they were it just so happened that you have an audio clip like a 15 seconds audio clip with Margaret another person and in these 15 seconds she happens to say a racial slur and talking about Teresa and Melissa all in those 15 seconds but you don't have context I find that a little laughable it looks a little bit like a not a little bit a lot of bit like a setup it looks like a setup to me it's like do we believe in that many coincidences at this point I didn't know that people were so unhappy and broken that they needed to make it their life mission to try to hurt, purposely hurt another person just for the cake of it. Because I really, I'm trying to find out how Margaret has hurt those people before they try to come for her. I can't find anything. I can't find anything. And when people say we need to expose the truth about this person, you know, this person is lying about their past or they're lying about this and they're lying about that, fine. You want to do that? Fine. But you have to make sure that your past as a podcaster, that your past as a blogger, that your past as a YouTuber, that your past as a person is squeaky clean. You have to make sure of that too. And I'm not going to name any names because that's not what I do. But some of you don't have a clean past. A lot of us don't. And some of you have been very forthcoming and said, hey, you know what? I, I got into a little bit of trouble at some point in my life. I was young. I was dumb. I was, you know making mistakes i was maybe like addicted to something and i did a few a, a few things to break the law right some of you have come out and said that and i think it's commendable but is it always the full story is it the full story and if it's not the full story if there's more to the story that you choose not to talk about why? Is it because it's something that could be painful to talk about? Is it something that you're trying to forget? Is it something that doesn't necessarily look good? Is it something that if people were to know that, 
they would be disappointed in you? Is that why you choose not to speak about the full story? And that's okay. I'm not throwing any shade here. It's your story to tell. But then don't go out and say that people need to be completely honest when you haven't been completely honest about yourself. There's no need for this online hatred and this targeted harassment on the housewives. There's no need to try to shut down or make a person lose their business deals. There's no need for that. Why can't we just talk about the show? Anyways, guys, that's all I have for today. Thank you so much for listening. As always, be a fan, not fanatical. Ciao!